Letter seventeen of Letters from Egypt by Lady Lucy Duff Gordon. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. To Sir Alexander Duff Gordon, Alexandria, October nineteenth, eighteen sixty three. We had a wretched voyage, good weather, but such a petodier of a ship. I am competent to describe the horrors of the middle passage, hunger, suffocation, dirt, and such canaille, high and low, on board. The only gentleman was a poor moor going to Mecca, who stowed his wife and family in a spare boiler on deck. I saw him washing his children in the morning. Cousse dégoutante, was the cry of the French spectators. If an Arab washes, he is a sale couchant, no wonder. A delicious man who sat near me on deck, when the sun came round to our side, growled between his clenched teeth, Voilà une tasse d'ingratant à l'ombre tendis, que le soleil me grille, moi. A good résumé of French politics, methinks. Well, on arriving at noon of Friday, I was consoled for all by seeing Janet in a boat looking as fresh and bright and merry as ever she could look. The heat has evidently not hurt her at all. Omar's joy was intense. He has had an offer of a place as a messenger with the mails to Suez and back, sixty pounds a year, and also his brother wanted him for Lady Herbert of Lee, who has engaged Haji Ali, and Ali promised high pay, but Omar said that he could not leave me. I think my God gave her to me to take care of her. How then I leave her if she not well and not very rich? I can't speak to my God if I do bad things like that. I am going to his house to-day to see the baby and Haji Hannah, who has just come down from Cairo. Omar is gone to try to get a dahabia to go up the river, as I hear that the half-railway, half-steamer journey is dreadfully inconvenient and fatiguing, and the sight of the overflowing Nile is said to be magnificent. It is all over the land, and eight miles of the railway gone. Omar kisses your hand, and is charmed with the knife, but far more that my family should know his name and be satisfied with my servant." I cannot live in Thayer's house, because the march of civilization has led a party of French and Wallachian women into the ground-floor thereof, to instruct the ignorant Arabs in drinking, card-playing, and other vices. So I will consult Haji Hannah to-day. She may know of an empty house, and would make divan cushions for me. Zeynab is much grown and very active and intelligent, but a little louder and bolder than she was, owing to the maids here wanting to Christianize her, and taking her out unveiled, and letting her be among the men. However, she is as affectionate as ever, and delighted at the prospect of going with me. I have replaced the veil, and Sally has checked her tongue and scolded her sister Ellen for want of decorum, to the amazement of the latter. Janet has a darling Nubian boy. Oh, dear, what an elegant person Omar seemed after the French gentleman, and how noble was old Hamis's, Janet's doorkeeper, paternal but reverential blessing. It is a real comfort to live in a nation of truly well-bred people, and to encounter kindness after the savage incivility of France. Tuesday, October 20th. Omar has got a boat for thirteen pounds, which is not more than the railway would cost, now that half must be done by steamer, and a bit on donkeys or on foot. Poor Haji Hannah was quite knocked up by the journey down. I shall take her up in my boat." two and a half hours to sit grilling at noonday on the banks, and two miles to walk carrying one's own baggage is hard lines for a fat old woman. Everything is almost double in price owing to the cattle moran and the high Nile. 
Such an inundation as this year was never known before. Does the blue god resent Speke's intrusion on his privacy? It will be a glorious sight, but the damage to the crops, and even to the last year's stacks of grains and beans, is frightful. One sails among the palm trees and over the submerged cotton fields. Ishmael Pasha has been very active, but, alas, his eye is bad, and there have been as many calamities as under Pharaoh in his short reign. The cattle moraine is fearful, and is now beginning in Cairo and Upper Egypt. Ross reckons the loss at twelve million sterling in cattle. The gazelles in the desert have it too, but not horses, asses, or goats. End of letter 17. Read by Sibella Denton. All LibriVox files are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.